You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different and fun because in my own life, I have just celebrated 10 years of motherhood. And it seems pretty significant to be in the double digits. You know, 10 feels like a really big milestone. And as you know, I am a person who likes to reflect back on the year or the milestones to to learn from my experience. So I did that, of course, with this 10-year milestone. And today I want to share with you the things that I would tell myself 10 years ago as I began my own motherhood journey. So these are going to be 10 lessons that I have learned, the things that I wish I, I could have told my earlier self just to help that time in my life go a little bit more smoothly maybe but I mean as always we have to go through these things to learn them and (laughs) and so just finding that compassion for my my younger self as well as I was doing this reflection I hope you can do that with yourself too all right so the first thing I would have told myself is number one my nana told this to my mother when she became a mom and my mom told this to me and she said you can't get an a in parenting you know, it's it's not a shocker, but in my own family history, we are known for being perfectionists and wanting to get an A and do the right thing and really being measured. What does success look like? It's really easy to be measured in school by your grades. And in parenting, it doesn't translate that way. And so this whole idea that you can't get an A in parenting It's that reminder that the best measure of your parenting is in your child's happiness. In those early months, how they smile at you, how they give you direct in-the-moment feedback when you're engaging them. As they get older, they ask for your attention and they ask for your feedback in other ways, you know, like saying, mama, watch this, or mama, look, I can do that, right? Wanting your attention, those bids for attention, that is the feedback that they want to be in your life and that they they need you, right? And delighting in your child along that journey. So remember, you can't get an A in parenting. Look for feedback in the moment, in the real life moments. Number two, sometimes you will mess up and that is okay. The most important thing is to repair any ruptures that you have because every relationship has ruptures, has challenges, has conflicts. And the most important thing whenever you have a rupture with your children, with your partner, is to repair. Take the time to say, I'm sorry, I don't like how I behaved. I, I'm going to do it differently moving forward. I'm going to work on this, right? Acknowledging, acknowledging where you've messed up because that is such a huge lesson for our children that we are human and we are all human and we will all make mistakes along our journey and that it's okay for them to also make mistakes, right? For them to mess up. So by you having that grace and compassion with yourself and naming it, it's such a huge lesson for your children as well. Number three, keep making time for yourself 
and understanding yourself more deeply. First, finding that compassion for yourself, like I said earlier, but understanding yourself. What triggered you in that moment? What happened? Where is this rooted? Right? Our children are our mirrors and they reflect our own inner child wounds that may still need healing. So let your children be your guides and be your teachers to keep going inwards, to work on better understanding yourself. This is how we break intergenerational patterns. This is the ultimate gift to our children and to generations to come is us understanding ourselves more deeply. So keep making that time for yourself. Number four, there will be a lot of grief along this journey. Feel the grief, acknowledge the grief. This is part of parenting. Your sense of self is going to change so much along the way. And this is what parenting is. It's grieving and growth all at the same time. It's always the the death of yourself and the birth of yourself, all these micro moments. And just know that that is going to be part of your process and part of your journey of parenthood. Number five, you will make different parenting choices than your own parents, and that is okay. So for example, maybe you will want to travel or live in different parts of the world or do a different type of schooling approach than your parents did. Maybe your disciplining will look different than your parents. Maybe you will have different expectations of your children than your parents had of you, right? We all had the list of shoulds growing up and we internalize that from our own parents, but come back to the knowing that you are going to make different parenting choices and that is okay. And number six is similar, but it's that reminder that your children will have a different childhood than your own, and that is also okay. And for this one, for myself, I think about how my own childhood, it it looks very different than our own children's childhood right now. And one of the things that I keep coming back to is that I grew up playing classical piano at a competitive level for for my whole childhood into my, my teenage years. And my girls did not have that same draw to the piano, even though I've been playing the piano with them and singing with them for their whole lives. They didn't really want to sit down and learn classical piano. They weren't into that. And I grew up and it was something that I had to do, that I was supposed to do. And I it took some of the joy out of music for me because of that approach. And so I told myself, I was like, I'm going to do it differently with our girls. I'm going to just enjoy music with them and see where that goes. And I want to tell you something really neat is that after 10 years of, you know, playing music with them, engaging them with music, now they are coming to music on their own terms. So our eldest has now picked up the ukulele and is writing her own songs and she's doing it because she wants to. And that for me is just such a great, oh, okay. Like I did it differently. My children are having a different childhood than me. And it's okay, and they've found music in the way that is right for them. So just that reminder that you can parent differently than your parents, and that's okay, and your children are going to have a different childhood than you, and that's also okay. There's going to be different gifts along their journey, and they're going to come to things in their own way, and that's all right. Okay, number seven, your romantic relationship does not end when you have children. Keep carving out time for each other outside of family time. I know this seems obvious because I talk about this all the time on the Couplehood podcast, but this is that reminder. I didn't even know this 10 years ago when 
I started out as a mom. You know, we we don't see a lot of modeling of couples carving out consistent time for the relationship. And I think our culture and society teaches us that when you have kids, your life ends and everything becomes about your children. And so I want to tell my my younger self that no, your romantic relationship does not end when you have kids. And when you prioritize your romantic relationship, it is a gift to your whole family. It is so important for everybody. Okay, number eight, your friendships will change. Some people you will love from afar while other new friendships will form. And this is, again, part of that grieving process. There's so much change that happens when we become parents. And you won't have time to maintain all of the relationships. But nourishing the ones that you have with a few close friends, it will fill your heart more than you know. So it's less about the quantity of your friendships, but the quality of your friendships. And it's not to say that you don't have people in your life that you can't still love from afar and still send love to and hold in your heart, right? It's just that we all have a limited amount of time. So just being ready and know that your friendships will change and that's part of this process. All right, number nine. Oh man, this is one for me that I, oh, I wish I had done this earlier. So take a solo vacation as soon as you're ready. And I know for you know, parents in the early years, it just feels impossible. And you don't want to be apart from your children. I really want to acknowledge that that's important. Listen to that, that innate part of you that is saying, I need to be with my children. They're re- they need me. They're young. I get that. For me, it took me, I think, eight years. I think our eldest was eight when I went away for an entire week on my own. It was when I hosted my my retreat in Mexico. I hosted the retreat, but the retreat was as much for my for my, you know, people who came with me as it was for me. It was so soul-filling. It got me back in touch with my feminine side, my playfulness, my sensuality, all of these really important parts of myself that I really didn't feel for 8 whole years. So take a solo vacation as soon as you're ready. Do not underestimate the value of fun in your life because it's important that you step out of that role of being a parent, of being a partner, of being a provider, of responsibility. This is so, so important. Take solo time. As soon as you can, take it. (laughs) And number 10, last but not least, this is what the foundation of everything comes back to. Give yourself permission to change direction along your journey. You have to keep checking in with yourself. Sometimes you think you want to go to a certain place or when you get to a certain destination, you're going to feel a certain way. Keep checking in with yourself because sometimes our expectations don't align with how we feel. So keep checking in with yourself. How do you feel? Do you need to change direction? You have the answers within you that are right for you and that are right for your family. So listen to those. Come back to the knowing that is within you. All right, you guys, <laughs> I hope that you've enjoyed that reflection and that it gives you some insight wherever you are along your journey. I encourage you to do your own reflection, whether you are one month or one year or five years or 10 years into your parenting journey. It's such an incredible exercise. All right, big love your way and we'll connect with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Couplehood Podcast. 
It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to allisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.